Hello and welcome to Don't Argue, powered by VetEasy, round 11, done and done. We had games everywhere around Australia and one over in China, which was a disaster for the Saints, which we'll touch on throughout this podcast as I welcome the man, the news hound who's been down at Vizzy Park and he's just sniffing around for the story on the coach at Carlton, but we're going to touch on that in a minute. Before we get into BJ, Brendan Goddard, he's finally, he's off the fence and he's on a stroll down Media Street, swinging the axe left, right and centre, and <laughs> by the end he's going to be one of us, uh, the first player out and the first man in one to us. the media, yeah. one of us. All right, let's touch on boys, let's get straight into it. No surprise, D-Day for Brendan Bolton. You wrote an article this morning in the Herald Sun, and I rarely read your articles, but I read yours this morning. There's going to be some questions asked, which there has all year so far, but the big question is, when do they make a move on yeah. Brendan Bolton? It's a massive week for the Carlton Footy Club. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the football manager, Brad Lloyd, already let, already met uh, the president, Mark LeDudache, Monday morning. Look, if it's not D-Day for Brendan Bolton this weekend against Brisbane, it certainly is the week after against Western Bulldogs. It's an emergency situation at the Blues now, Brendan, because we saw some green shoots, some growth in the first six weeks, but they are going backwards at a rate of not, and the fans are clearly fed up. They could turn on the club I reckon over the next fortnight if they don't see competitive efforts. I want to talk to you about Cripps, Charlie Curnow. I mean the progress is going backwards after a 41 point loss to Wessonen. Are you, you've talked about the process rather than the outcome. Are you seeing the competitiveness on the ground that can give Carlton fans some comfort right now? Uh, well, no. I think that's all. Everyone can say that's pretty evident. So that, that's probably a concerning thing. So as, as a player, um, Past player, and as as a current player, I think they they wouldn't. I hope they sh- they wouldn't be thinking about wins and losses. But the reality is that they are judged on the general public and experts are judged on wins and losses. So that's really hurting them. But I think, as you mentioned, that we've seen the progress earlier on, and now it's there was almost this plateau, and now mm. it's almost going backwards. They've yep. lost faith, have lost confidence. So that's then. Now where my ears are pricked up and start to question whether Bolts is the right man for the job going forward. So, because um, I think they, they look they look like they're all on different pages out there. They look lost. They look confused. And so that that doesn't bring it that brings about a lack of confidence. So let's let's bring it back for what's been um, I suppose the blueprint. Damien Hardwick almost lost his job. Comes up wins a flag. Based on they did an internal view, go no, this bloke can actually coach. We just got to surround him with good coaches to give him support. Nathan Buckley almost gets the Kyber. They do an internal review, go no, we've got a coach on our hands here. Let's get some support around him. Alan Richardson, still the jury's out, but uh, they're sitting you know five and six at the moment, so a lot better than they were last year because they said okay, got a good foundation. Let's put some coaches around him. So I think the big point is, and what you're saying, BJ is. We can clearly see that these players have no idea what they're doing on the football field, and that you've seen that. You oh, look at the current players, and you think they got no idea. That's the that's in, the description. In they, terms, in terms of their system, and they the, have no idea. zero idea on what the opposition are going to do, which is your first counter attack. The second thing is last week is the prime example against the Saints. One minute thirty, they are down by six points, and what do they do? What? They kick to the pocket. He holds it for five seconds. He kicks it back to another guy. He holds it for three seconds. They chip it around. St Kilda going, I can't believe they're doing this. A, a, a team that was under siege last year up against a team who's under siege this year and going, that's not the way you should be playing. 
If you don't know that you need to take and, and be as direct as you possibly can. Or have a rough idea of what to do in that instance, in that particular time and yep. position of the game. Yep. So, yeah. So clearly, from me, and Brendan's on the other side now, when you analyse when you analyze a team, you try and find a pattern on how they want to play. And then you, you work on, okay, how are they executing that? And if they're not doing that, then okay, we can see that this area is falling down, this area is falling down. Yep. No one, not even champion data, when I made a call this morning, can put a finger on how they, how they want to play. That, that's a position of a team that is is struggling because they don't they don't have the time and effort to actually focus on the opposition because they're trying to focus on themselves and they can't even get that right. So then where have they got the time, the mental capacity then to go and focus on the opposition? So maybe it's a bit about or to, to – to argue against you is that they're trying to focus on themselves because they, they, they're not in a position to mm. focus on the opposition at the minute and, and that's going ho- horribly wrong. Well, that's a damning assessment from both of you. Four goals only against uh, Essen. If it wasn't for Matthew Cruiser, they could have lost that for 80 points. Two most important commodities at Carlton, the Patrick Cripps and Charlie Curnow. Now, Charlie Curnow was talked about someone who could be the best young player in the game. He had five possessions till halftime. Sam Petrevsky seating the same. Patrick Cripps, the best ball winner in the competition, BJ, and Brennan Bolton, amazingly, said after the match that he was playing a sacrificial mm. role around the stoppages. My Lord, he's the best in the competition at getting the onion, and he's playing as a decoy, like Dicko used to. Get out of the way for the, for the other boys. It's a big role. Now, <laughs> that, is, that is extraordinary for me yeah, to I was, have him. I was, ta- I was take, taken back by that comment about... Was it, was it, was, did he just say it just to... In defence of Cripps's poor game, and I, I, and I want to give credit to Dil, Dil Clark for coming in and doing a great second job. Gamer. Second game, yeah, who's yeah. a great kid, and for Woosha having the confidence in him to come mm. in because that's that's a great perfect tag. perfect role for him. Yeah, and with all due respect to Dil, but he's not the most talented guy offensively in, in the game. So yeah. give him a role to sink his teeth in. Huge he's diligent, great team man. Yeah, so massive tick. But was it a comment just? Just to kind of in defence of Cripps's poor game, you you were you were you'd be staggered if he was playing. Yeah, so I don't I don't think he was, and I tried I, I didn't watch the whole game. Admittedly, yep. I tried to watch most of it. Yeah, whilst doing a few other things, but I was I was watching it pretty closely, yep. and it didn't you know you couldn't say oh yeah he's and one he shouldn't be is the point you're making too is that he shouldn't be going to create two v ones at a stoppage. Yeah, Dill Clark aside, no matter who it is on on Paddy Cripps, he's proven that you can tag him, but he's still going to find the footy around a stoppage. Yeah, as we saw yesterday, again he can be exposed on the spread. Yeah, because he's I think a poor runner. That's why you want he's, he's snout in the trough. Yeah, yeah. So that stick to what you're good at. Exactly. And 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 go head to head with Dylan Clark yep. and say I'm going to back myself in. I mightn't have an effective day as I might if I'm on someone else, but. Let me get to work. Yeah. Let, let me do my damage and do what I'm good at. Let's look at this from another angle. John Worsfold went into that game too under the pump. He was under man. We talked and joked about Bobby Boucher playing the water boy. Like they had no players. Yet watching Essendon, I could see the way they wanted to play. Wet conditions, correct me if I'm wrong. Surge mentality. Numeric- yeah, after, after quarter time. Exactly yeah. right. Numerical advantage. This is a way we need to play. And they played that way. And they showed Carlton a clean set of heels. So for John Worsfold, and he's had his critics, and he will continue to have his critics, didn't have players, but yet he had a system and he got the playing group to play that way. 
Do you know what I thought? This jumped off at the page to me. We've been critical of Dyson Heppel as a captain. That was outstanding leadership from him yesterday. He played his absolute socks off in mm-hmm. wet conditions. Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody kicked two clutch goals in the second half. Cleanness in the wet. I think he's kicked 19-2. One yeah, of the most 19, accurate, yeah. Yeah, accurate players in the competition. But Michael Hurley and Kyle Hooker, they had a field day back there, DJ. I think, uh, sorry, BJ, I think they had 17 back half intercepts. intercepts. Is that because they were so good and reading it so well? Well, there's an element of that. You, <laughs> or is it Carlton's just botched delivery? So, one, they got the talent to do that. So they can make some of set those. Up back there. Yeah, set up back there. But they some of those they can make um, just out of pure talent. Mm. Um, intercept some things that other guys can't. But it then ties into Carlton's ball use and their structure and stuff. So they, they were allowed to have a, a few more than you would want them to. So it's two guys in particular, uh, or in particular Hurley, that you'd put some work into. Mm. Uh, and, and he had a field day. Had a field day. So that yeah. comes back to preparing for the opposition. Mm. But another thing I want to I want to say that it's really important that Carlton do provide some clarity, not only for supporters and stuff, but more importantly the players, because Carlton are a young list. So majority of those guys, young guys, come into the club, they they come and play, train. They're just yes men. They don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They don't have the confidence or relationships to talk to the hierarchy or the GM of football or people at board level um, like some do. So, so you imagine or think about what they're feeling at the minute. They're coming in after each week and after another loss thinking, are we going to have a coach this week? And the talk is that there's meetings going on this morning. So it's impacting them. So impacting it would ha- have to be, yeah. yeah. So... It, it, there's clarity and, and there needs to be some fresh air around where we're going and where we're moving forward yep. for the players' sake. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a few of them will be able to deal with yep. it, the older guys because and they they've got a sound understanding of what's going on because yeah. they talk to the right people. But for the majority of the group, they're all young and they, they need to know. They need some clear air. And a good example of that is probably North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So clear air, coach. Response. Yeah. You know, if you mumbles here and there for a couple of weeks and then yeah they made the decision rightly or wrongly but players are then okay this it's a bit clearer for us Mm. we sat here a month ago and i said they should do a review right now and broadcast that for their sixty thousand members and say we're going to do an internal review of the coaching and then come to this conclusion yeah and and instead of going let's cut the cord now and everyone goes okay he's not the coach i don't like coaches getting sacked because it's their livelihood and you know everything going on in their world that's their job you got to have substance to do that and you got to be very transparent with like Collingwood were when they did with the Buckley scenario but I just want to touch on one thing Brad Lloyd was a manager turned list manager at Fremantle turned that list they got a pretty good list he spoke to you yesterday and yep. he said they've got an extremely good list yep. right yep so what does that tell you because Brisbane have got an extremely good list guess where they're sitting on the ladder fourth fourth yep yeah tell me yep Tell, yeah. me, tell me about the Ca- interview. Ca- Carlton rate internally really rate their list. So they'd be underperforming from a, from an on-field perspective, from a coaching perspective. It puts Brendan uh, Bolton absolutely in the gun, Dicko. So right. this, this, this is the fourth year of the five-year rebuild. Yep. So yep. bottom out, meant to be bouncing back up. Yep. yep. Times two, uh, ten-year rebuild. All right. Quarter time here on Don't Argue. We're going to touch on China after the break and the hairy dumplings that put them uh, all to bed. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including BetBoost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. 
Welcome back to Don't Argue. Second quarter time and Friday night. Don't forget about this one. Richmond on centre stage once again. And they are the underdogs going up against the Cats. Two fifty for the Tigers and the Cats are $1.52. Let's talk about the St Kilda Footy Club. They went to China for the first time. Port Adelaide's third visit to Shanghai. Uh, it's fair to say so- someone acclimatised and someone didn't. BJ, because the Saints boys down with a couple of bad dumplings and the coach themselves. They flew two players over. They said the 22 were fine, but there was a lot of blokes under the weather. Shane Savage was lucky to make the field. What was your read on the game? Uh, well, it was their first trip, so people say that they should travel better. It's part of the game, but it's the Saints' first trip to China. So Port Adelaide had done it twice previously, and they're two from two, so Gold Coast twice, so this is their third. So they've they've ironed out all, all the creases. They, they know what they're doing. They know where to eat. They, they actually, I think, they took their own food, yep. and have done in the past. So that, that and players have been there. And yeah, the heat has to be a factor, even though it's the same for both teams. But Port Adelaide know how to prepare for it a little bit better. And so, I think that's arguments kind of. There's there is no argument there. It it, it is it is a weird and kind of one off thing for the Saints because it's their first time. It doesn't happen all the time. It's it's abnormal. So it, it's going to be more difficult for the Saints. So as much as you want to say there's there's no excuses, but there is. The reality is there is. There's challenges, not excuses. And they didn't overcome them, and one of them obviously being the food or water incident that, that brought three, four, five, or six of them down. So that has to have an impact, particularly over there when it's 30 degrees. Going into that game, they were five and five. Did they sell their season? Well, because it was their home game. If they had that at Marvel Stadium against Port Adelaide, they could be six and five. They could. But they didn't. Did they sell their season? Well, hindsight's a wonderful thing. So you can go back and when they signed the deal, it was a great deal. And now they walk away with a couple of ill guys and gifted Port Adelaide four points. But mm. it's they did what they needed to do at the time. A lot, a lot of teams don't have the luxury to play every home game in Melbourne. And if some come up with an opportunity to sell their games in a state or now overseas, then then so be it. The mail is that they are still back paying BJ from his St Kilda days, so <laughs> they wish. had to go to China to, to just foot the bill. You were pedantic in your preparation, BJ. Would you have eaten at another restaurant <laughs> pre-game? Or would you, you have eaten your own food? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a hard... Like, you were fanatical about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a creature of habit, so I still do. Same kind of foods weekly, even though they're a little bit different to what they used to. But well, I would have, to the dumpling I, would, I would have thought, <laughs> I would have thought that the dietitians and uh, the people organising it would have been there, tasted, tested the food, made sure it's all right, and then. So I would have asked those questions before going there. But, yep. So to answer your question, no, I wouldn't have. But if I had to, I would have. But I would have asked the right questions. So again, they'll learn. You know, I'm sure. Sure, Port did it. Or yep. did it differently the, the, this time around than they did the first two times. How hard is it to play footy in hot conditions when you genuinely got an upset tummy? Like, oh, it's it's, it's your energy it's, levels. Yeah, yeah, it's it's what's happened prior to that. So it's yeah. the dehydration, the attempts to, and then you feel like you have to train. Oh, I can't miss training because then I'm, so then you want to train, and you shouldn't have trained. So then you almost put yourself further back, and then you get to the game. Footy's hard enough to go in feeling, you know close to 100% and then to have a sickness or illness 
couple of days before a game. It's not mate, ideal, especially in China. Man, if you got the squirts, it's, it's it's dangerous territory, especially if you're playing away because you got the white shorts and that could be yeah. <laughs> true. All right, let's hey, move on to Brisbane. They're on the rise. Nick, they I'll play. Give you a pump up. Why? At the start of the season, you said one of the bets of the year was Brisbane to make top eight. I think they're what were they uh, four or five bucks? Four or, bucks. Yeah, four bucks. They look like absolute certainties now. What gave you the impression at the start of the year? Because you picked this trajectory, and right now with a, with a soft draw in the back half of the season, he doesn't know why. He just... like, top eight, they're a chance for the top no, it's four. Good value. But you at the start of the year, you said. This is the bet of the year. Yep. I looked at their list. I looked at their best 22. I looked at the way they pulled apart some of the big scalps last year. They had some really big wins against some quality opposition that play in the eight. They were the only team outside the eight that had more scalps in the eight, if that makes sense. So yep. they beat mm. the, the quality teams. And how did they beat them? They changed the way they play. So their ability to go from A to B to C. Okay, we need to adapt our game. I thought, that's huge. I think their back line is critical in terms of the way you set up, and oh. DJ will vouch for this. Harris Andrews. Like, well, Harris Andrews, yeah. Daniel Rich is having an unbelievable year. Hodgie's still playing. Like, seriously. Mm. Hodgie's unbelievable for that football team and his organisation, mm. and he is the one-kick specialist. He gets it like a BJ and just, bang, hits that target that sets it all up. Yep. So I looked at all that. I looked at their firepower up front and the yep. addition, Lincoln McCarthy. I just thought... This yeah, is a no-brainer. Lockie Neal. Yeah. I thought this is a no-brainer for me. Is it crazy to suggest, BJ, that they could go all the way? Like, could, oh. could they compete with the absolute top liners? Tell us if that's a, if if Brisbane fans can have that. Could they be the Western Bulldogs of 2016? Oh. People can say people are already saying why not, but <laughs> reality is we haven't haven't seen it. They've got no history of it, and yep. one got no history of playing in September of recent years, and they've. Got no history of playing. So you're circumspect. Because yeah, of course, but but their best is is really good. Yeah. So they're yet to prove that. And I've, I've been bullish on them too. I I like them and yep. and have liked them. But um, and based on you know the the gabatoire becoming the yeah a pretty pretty yeah. tough gabatoire the gabatoire <laughs> thanks narrowly uh, that uh, that it's a tough road trip now and then then their their run coming home in games at home yeah. They're, oh. set, they're, they're, set, they're set up beautifully. i got a curly question for you, and I'll ask you that in the last quarter, about what they've done with their list, and a particular Lockie Neal, uh, Dame Beam's trade, which might be looking well in favour of the Lions. Dicko, what did you think? Did you see Sam Wiedemann's match-winning shot on goal that he absolutely butchered? He was 35 metres out, directly in front. You are one of the goal-kicking experts, foremost goal-kicking experts. So-called. No, so-called. In the I country. Yep. What did he do wrong in that kick? I'm sure you've seen it. And should should he be slotting that nine out of ten times? Can we go back to the kick before that? Go on. Did you watch Fox footy? Yep. I was commentating on Max Gorn. I said, he's going to miss this left. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Left. Max Gorn missed it left. Dermot goes, oh, you're a genius. I said, yeah, that's it's because... he's got a history of doing that. I know what he does. He kicks helicopters right to left. No, no, no. <laughs> no, do you that. know what he does? Technique, why tell me what Max Gorn does What about wrong? the Wiedemann one? No, no, no. No, I want to get to this because the exact same thing happened. Well, I know he runs in a big arc for a start. Yeah. So generally the ball's going to go right to left to start with. Yeah, but he ran straight because he's been trying to run straight, straight. With, his, with his goal kicking. But guess what he does? His left arm never comes up for his balance. Big tall man. Timbo! <laughs> goes left. He's always going to miss left. Wiedemann is exactly the same. So he no comes balance. in. No balance. Left arm balance arm. Literally just fell across and it went exactly where that ball was going to go. So technique-wise, what you've got to look for, ball drop, balance arm, all that. If you've got guys that are falling off their kick, it's yep. normally to do with balance. So those two boys never had balance. It's the most neglected thing oh, in, so, in the so you'd say, Yeah, but you say technically, but just put him 
what about mentally is my was, would be my argument mentally the position he was in so yeah, pressure. new pressure so you can talk techni- technicalities or technical stuff with kicking but let's mentally put him in a position where you'd I'd, I'd I'd love an honest answer from him what were you thinking and what was your thought process? Were you thinking about missing it or the consequences of missing it? Were you packing your dacks? Yeah. I always show that vision in Tasmania where Port Adelaide played St Kilda and Motlop had a kick after the siren. He took a massive hanger. Yeah, anyway, yeah. he walked back. And as the siren went, his face went, oh, like I don't want this kick. Went totally away from what he was doing. So Sam Wiedemann, yeah, he cops a knock. But guess what? His next one? I reckon he'll nail it because he'll go, right. What, what went wrong? Like you're saying, BJ, I was thinking about this. Yeah, I was doing that. mentally. But How, m- most, most, most of the guys do. Yeah. They, they, you know, I use golf as an analogy, but they stand mm-hmm. over a shot or a putt and say, I'm going to miss it. And yeah, they might hold a few, but the mm-hmm. odds are that they are going to miss it. So they don't give themselves the best opportunity. Mm-hmm. Or if he goes back, un, you know, you can't block out that circumstance. It's reality. Go mm-hmm. back and say, yeah, I need to kick this. That's reality. Yep. But then the mentally tough guys go, well, I'm going to put the. But the consequences out of my mind, yeah. and I'm going to just try and try and focus on my process. And then if it goes wrong from there, at least you've given yourself yeah. the best opportunity to kick it. Do you know the other part was? Did you watch the Melbourne coaches box when he took the mark? Yep. Yeah. So three or four of the assistant coaches went, "Yes." Then do you see Goody? Did not just buddy. He's going, oh, "Hang on a minute." <laughs> like, Which is Goody, anyways. But, but like, just no. We need to kick it, boys. Yeah, taking the mark. Um, where was he? Maxi Gorn could have uh, obviously got the chocolates. Let's touch on quickly the Brisbane-Carlton game because we've touched on Carlton, touched on Brisbane. This weekend they face each other. $1.38 Brisbane Lions, $3 on offer for Carlton. The Lions, 17.5. I reckon their average Lions, 17.5 in Carlton games. That's been their um, pretty much the average loss this season. Melbourne, three twenty. Queen's birthday. Collingwood coming off a disappointing loss, $1.34. Who are you backing that? Collingwood, uh, for me, I know they were scratchy against... Um uh, Fremantle at the weekend, but I still think the pies, BJ. Pies. Okay, all right, we're going to head to halftime. After the break, we don't have duckies in Bali, so the ducks roast is happening over in Bali with a bin tank. You know, he puts olive oil on and then lies Doesn't in the sun for six me. hours. He'll come back like that lady on something about Mary. The old leather boot. Hey there, mate, how are you? All right, he'll come boot. back like a leather bag. too much Botox to be the old leather boot. But we're going to have BJ's bake after the break. You listen and don't argue. BetEasy Same Game Multi is available across every AFL match on the BetEasy app. Simply combine your selections from the range of markets available on the same game, all in the one bet. BetEasy, official wagering partner of the AFL. 18+, plus, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Don't Argue. It's BJ's bait time. Over to you, Brendan. Well, there has been a trend with uh, this episode with the low-hanging fruit, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with it. So we go on count, and I'm going to go the low-hanging fruit with a score review system. So a little birdie did tell me that the AFL have access to footage or more footage that they're not willing to pay for. Wow. That would have resulted in them being able to see the camera angle that we all saw. Mm-hmm. And the Chris Main touch off the boot, and we're a billion dollar industry. Yeah, and you're telling me, or the AFL are telling us, that there's a way to fix it 
and improve the system and they're not willing to go down that path because it costs too much money. I think you're spot on here, BJ, because what the AFL needs to do is replicate the system that's in the NRL. They've got that consistent bunker set up where they get the same staff um, making the uh, these these crucial decisions. So at the moment, the AFL have got a bit of a Mickey Mouse system, to be honest, that's delivering substandard results. And the, AF, the, the Australian football public has lost faith in this video review system. Two incidents at the weekend. We saw the uh, Michael Walters one touched by Chris Mayne. And again, Western Bulldogs uh, later on Sunday, uh, it, it's broken, and the AFL need to stump is up. It, is it BJ. also You're broken because the attempt to to rush it and get to get a quick review? Yes, that so is what, a factor. So, so why is it? So that's it. Because but, we I, I, we want the quick. Correct. Call, that's that's, un, that's understandable. Yeah. yeah, the AFL want to make it a quick process. That's fine, but then not they're not well, they shouldn't do that when they. If they take an extra twenty seconds to get an extra camera angle, yeah, and to get the right result, yeah, so it's not co- they shouldn't do it at the compromise of the right result just to get a quick process, quick punch it out, punch it out. The viewers yep. don't want to sit here and wait. Well, we want to sit here and wait to get the right outcome. Absolutely right. And has it been reviewed in the past like that before? Have we seen a decision overturned from a forty meter kick where it's touched a finger? Of course we have. Mm. So why wouldn't they call for it? Two officiating umpires inside fifty. I was live at the game. I heard it. Chris Main said, "I touched, touched that it, yes. ball." So yeah. then they should. So shouldn't they then rally the information back to the third umpire or the score review system score. and say, "Check the the kick yeah. at its its origin, where Chris Main and the Collingwood players are claiming they touched it." Then so then it's a no brainer. So yep, yeah, no worries. Uh, we'll do that as well as on the line because I think we all initially thought we'll steal side bottom touched it, but it was back at the origin of the kick. The score point. review has, at, and correct me if I'm wrong, the audio of the umpires as well. So they would have heard, I touched it, I touched it. So then they so, can't review vision they don't have. Sorry, so then to ask you another question, is it at the point now where you just get rid of it and bring it back when it's actually a better system. It's your original point. They upgrade. They spend the dough upgrade. to make sure they get all the camera angles they need because if old man Grandpa Joe sitting in the in the bunker doesn't get the camera angle that shows the touch, then what can he do? You feel for old Grandpa Joe, but uh, maybe you should get down there. Maybe that's the issue. Old Grandpa Joe's the yeah, one making little, I think get BJ down there, sitting there, give you a beer, give you a box of pretzels, and you can have the red button, green button, and you can fix it. Well, do you know the NRL are ahead of us for once? In their what? Own. No, <laughs> yeah, for once. Like, they're, they're miles behind where we are. But they were the first ones to introduce yeah. the bunker. Yet Todd um, Greenberg said, yeah. we've spent $2 million on this system, yet the Cowboys and the Broncos played. And this is the officiating up referee, they call them. Um, I want to go upstairs and want to see if the grounding, the grounding from Jonathan Thurston's was uh, legit. Mm-hmm. So they went upstairs. Yeah, it was the grounding. And then they disallowed the try. And then they went, JT went, whoa, So there's still what? flaws in the system. Yeah, but, so they but, go, but the, the argument is that there is a better system and there's an there's an instant way to make it better for everyone and more accurate and they're refusing to so go in that path. Up. The whole part, point of that story is it was the play prior that they didn't. Mm-hmm. So the officiating referee asked for that, but they had all the amount, all the vision possible and said, no, no, it was a disallowed because of that. Okay, fair enough, good call. 
So that should have happened on the weekend. I was wondering where you're going with that, Dicko, to be yeah. honest, mate. Can we talk about Fremantle? Let's not undersell the performance of Ross Lyon. And orchestra. they got the second best defensive combi- uh, record in the competition. I thought he was back to been back to his best. Ross, he's got one more year remaining on his contract uh, at the Dockers, BJ, with clubs potentially like Carlton with vacancies. I reckon that the Dockers need a jump now to re-sign him to potentially risk losing him. Now, we've heard Ross Lyon said last week he wants to stay. He's happy to stay out there. But there's going to be some competing, uh, some competition for his free services. Well, if- so- someone might may swoop that by Freo did. Exactly. Yeah, a bit, a bit of the karma bus comes around. He's or- in good form, Ross. Yeah, I know. Don't you think? Coaching he's really well. He's dispelled coaching the myth well. that he doesn't coach the kids. Because you look at Fremantle's lineup. Half of them, half the team of kids. Who's Brett? Could you pick Brett Bewley out of a lineup? Brett Luke Bewley. Ryan, he's one of the best intersecting defenders in the competition, mm. a and bit like he's shown well. in the VFL. Mm. So there's growth from but the young Fremantle players. He was doing that at Coburg, Luke Ryan. Mm. Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, so your point is, though, that I think it stands out is they're back, second best defensive team. Yeah. So Ross is renowned for that. Yep. So he's tried to add the add the little bit of the offense and yep. improve that which side of things, happening. which he probably went too far. Mm hmm. That way, a couple of years ago, when he went and got, got Guerrero and Hale and yep. thought it was going to be the yep. answer to the problems offensively, um, so that went pear shaped. But and I remember having a conversation with him not long ago, saying, you know, you know, stuff this. I'm going to go back to what we used to do because that's what other teams are doing and bread having and success, and that is my bread and butter. Yep. And I've tried to delegate, which he has learnt to, but that was one of the knocks on him. But you know, I think he went too far that way as well. Delegate other coaches, let them take control, but. Mm. No, I know it works, and I've got the recipe, and he's gone back to yeah. what he knows and what the team's capable of. And what about these hugs? He's softened over yeah, there so in the Yeah, so that's the other – I'm you, glad you, you brought that up because that's – I want to talk about this. Have you not – go on. Because you've probably been talking to Joey Montagna too, so Joey and I talk. <laughs> the and difference. The Joey – we brought this up. and we, Joey and I played basketball together, but he, we were talking about it the other night. that He goes, can you ever remember Ross ever, ever hugging any of us, <laughs> particularly after a game? In the middle of the ground yeah. with 60,000 people watching and then never. God knows who, what else <laughs> watching on television after such a big win. Yep. Never, yep. never. He never even hugged Rui. <laughs> never hugged the King Saint. Not, not even the not even the, oh. the favourite son, oh, yeah. I reckon, on ground. But I love it. Yeah, so he's definitely softened and then he's just jovial way, which we all saw behind the scenes, but I think people are now seeing that yeah. more. It's more prevalent publicly and on ground and after games with the boys. Yep. So he's... Yeah, he's, he's, he's evolved, Rossi, which he always did because yeah. he was a better coach he's coaching. after his first, second, third years, continually got better, and that's what the great I'd ones go do. After him. He's coaching extremely well, six of nine at the G. That's a pretty good record, and he knocks off Collingwood. He's going well. All right, let's have a look at the Brownlow market before we go three-quarter time. Cripps, still favourite, 450. Lockie Neal, five, along with Tim Kelly, 550. Who's the value? They reckon predictor-wise he's in front, and then Nat, five, six dollars. What, did you say Boke then? No, mm. Bokey is all the way down no. to not the seventeen dollars. Not the, he's not finishing the top five. You Bokey right. fan for the Brownlow? Well, Whitey's been talking about it for uh, a couple of weeks. But think about their wins. So they got mm. six wins now, six and six five, and yep. five. And in five of those, he's had over thirty, and his thirty has had a pretty big impact on games. Mm-hmm. Kicked a kicked a couple Does on the stand weekend. Out? You need to be eye catching. Well, he does. Okay, who else stands out in their midfield? Robbie Gray. He plays uh, more forward. as a forward. Yeah. Fair point. What's Pendlebury? 
Pendles is uh, on the list. Don't use jock and journo, mate. $21. Look at him. More There's votes. the value. Oh, I've eaten more votes on the weekend. Hey, Trelaw's been stealing votes off him. All right, let's go to three-quarter time. After the break, we're going to have curly questions from our news hound. Jay, you listen and don't argue. With BetEasy Sky Vision, not only can you watch every Australian race live, you can now watch and bet in widescreen or landscape mode from the one screen within the BetEasy app. Simply rotate the phone and you'll see how we've raised the game. BetEasy Sky Vision, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Don't Argue. This is a segment on the rise. Curly questions with Jay-Z. We're going to up the ante here, boys. Uh, BJ, the Lions effectively swapped Dane Beams for Lockie Neal. Collingwood paid two first-round picks for Dane Beams. Is that the biggest win of the trade period for the Lions? Because it's fair to say that Dane Beams' first half of the season had three possessions in the first quarter of the weekend. He's been he's performed under par. At uh, this point in time, it's uh, it's looking like Brisbane's the massive winner, but let's let's just to be continued on that till the end of the year. So Magpies make finals, go deep into finals. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that Beams will or should have an impact. Mm. Brisbane to make finals, whatever. So there's a bit of water to go into the bridge. But to this point, Brisbane's a massive winner out of Nathan that. Buck- far. Yeah, Nathan Buckley's had to juggle a lot of talent in that Collingwood midfield. Is that a bigger challenge than we've all made up? We've said this could be one of the, their best midfields of all time or whatever. Is that a, is that a hard juggling act when I, you've got I so many superstars? Be. Yeah, yeah, especially when uh, most now have been pretty settled, but to bring beams into a settled yep. midfield mix that you know guys you, you know, you, you're robbing someone of some game time and possessions yep. when you mm-hmm. chuck another good player in there. So Trelaw or Penalty aren't going to have a biggest impact as they possibly would have or should have and have had so it you'd hope it wouldn't take a bit of time but it, it just it just it just unsettles things a little bit so you'd think by now that they would have sorted out and then found Dane had found his kind of feet within that group yeah they wanted him to come to the bench late in the first quarter when he was on the interchange bench side you were sitting right next Dicko, to Dicko yeah and he didn't he ran to the other wing when he was due did for... he take a look at the bench yes and did he did yes. they say that he's well they were screaming his name so he ran to the other yep. wing so they, he heard them went to the back pocket turned the ball over gifted a goal and he came to the bench then with his uh, tail between his legs and Bucks upstairs was game Bunta. yeah and I just wonder whether that speaks to some of the stuff around Beamsy at the moment Dicko yep Melbourne not going to play finals this year now nah, who tipped that I'm not going <laughs> to you did you've been on fire oh not, when <laughs> I've been on it for a long pre-season. time pre-season let me finish we're not going to mention the T word Right, because it's TIA Stadium. T-A-N-K. <laughs> should they shift their focus to 2020, the Demons? Of course they should. Mean to mean to one to play finals. They should be looking for players. They should be looking for some maybe new assistant coaches as well. They need a refresh. Oh, they need a refresh. I reckon. Ooh. Yeah, I'm inter- I'm interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. I'd, how should it play out? Well, I'm not sure. I I just I'm interested to see at the end of the year how they view themselves. Champion data, best, mm-hmm. best, best, premiership contender, best list in the competition. Um, you know, you, they heard it. They probably didn't read it, but they mm-hmm. heard it. And then, where do they see themselves now? Where, where does Goody, the coaches, and list management see some of the guys yep. they'd hoped that progressed again? Wiedemann being one uh, that, that springs to mind. There's a couple others, guys that had kind of big improvement and standout mm-hmm. years last year, or or career best years. And then, where do they sit now? Is it was yep. just 
Was Are they still a premiership contender? Yeah, well, where do they see themselves? In 2020, yeah. they could be. Yeah. I think they've got some serious ammunition as a team. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. When you look at them and you said, right, if I had this team and I could do this with them, yeah. you go, hang on, you got a top six team. Yep. I reckon that's where they should be. So they may leave it to come back in yep. the next couple of weeks. So Labor. which could squeeze Oscar out. Yeah, that's all right. All right, curly questions is brief, boys. We're moving on. Wisher says we got to stick fat. Uh, BJ was he talking to the supporters or the board indirectly in yesterday's press conference Ooh, when one. he said it is crucial for football clubs to stay together at the toughest moments <laughs> because I think he was talking straight to the executives at the club. Do you, you think or you just you hope I'm or you certain. want you want him to be talking to Well, you the, know. Yeah. Mum and pup out there in Kilo Reese couldn't give a stuff about board unity. He was talking straight to the executives as his position becomes uh, uh, on fire. Well. He's a smart man. Wisher. I would think Wisher's smarter farmacist. than that, yeah. That he wouldn't that he wouldn't be saying that, or he wouldn't need to say that because he would have spoken to them anyway. So yep. why go on a public forum to poke the bear, so to so, so to speak? Mm. I think he was looking to reinforce unity. Hey, uh, Dale <laughs> Thomas, outstanding in the VFL on 32. Sunday, thirty-two possessions after getting on the source forty-eight hours inexplicably. So you should before busy. a game the weekend before. Uh, Brennan Bolton was pretty blunt about it in the press conference. Dicko, should he be immediately recalled, or does he face some more time in the twos? No more time. Why? But you got to set a standard. One week's not setting a standard, to be honest. If someone lets you down with that experience and you turn to as a leader at your footy club, you got to do a little bit of time. Here's here's one. Here's for one for mine. Here's one for you, Jay yes, and yes, Dicko. Yeah. If that had been a first or second year player that did that, yeah. What do you reckon the messaging and the consequences would have been for him? Would have been severe. It would have been go back to the twos. You got to learn the standards of an of an AFL. Yeah, but it would have been you say say he was playing. He was oh, like second a year player. Suspension. Yes, yes. Second year player cemented his spot in the senior list, and he's gone and done that. Do you reckon it was gone? You're back to the VFL for six weeks. Yep. It's public. You think they're playing favors for Daisy? I'm well. Not, not so much favors. I'm inconsistency. Just, yeah, just a bit of inconsistencies. Yeah. I would have hoped that you'd hope that it. Wouldn't be different, but I think in this case, I, yep. I think it would have been. And and maybe a question too: what what would Daisy's response be if that was a second year player? Yeah, he would have been strong on him too because we've talked about him and the importance of his leadership at Carlton. Last one, that's a doozy, Dicko. So just steady yourself. Yes or no? Will Brendan Bolton coach out the season at Carlton? No. Been a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah. yes or no? No. Well, I. No. Yes or no? No. Yeah. That, that it'll, I think it'll happen later in the piece. It won't happen before the Judgment. bye anyway, yeah. which is in two weeks. They've been poor over the last fortnight. It's a big fortnight, fortnight ahead. I okay, last curly question Go time. On. Yep. And this is a doozy. Go on. Who's his replacement in your eyes? Brennan Bolton. Oh, look, I personally would be starting at Alistair Clarkson and, and Ross Lyon. That's not going to happen. And you work down the list. Oh, I'd, I'd be looking at two blokes... Um, Brett Ratton and Michael Voss, and I'd be really asking them some questions about whether they were a better coach second time around. I they don't think I don't think Carlton go to someone untried unless they're can, one can out. Can you of the see box. that? As it, I think it's happened once before in history that Brett Ratton gets sacked from a team, leaves, and then comes back, back to the to same team. team to coach. If he's their best candidate, yeah, I know, but I'm yeah. just, it's yeah, a yeah. unique circumstance. It's an extraordinary story. Extraordinary. If he's the best candidate. They have to. Yeah. They'd have to pick him just because he's a former Carlton coach, and they botched it. To be honest, the first time. Can I give Michael Voss a pump up? Go and on. I think he's coaching extremely well. And when you talk to the midfield, what's his role? Sorry, he's senior midfield at senior management Port, midfield at Port, at Port Adelaide. Yeah. 
He's done an unbelievable job. He's grown in that role. They, they're coming off Phil Walsh, who is was an unbelievable coach. Mm. And Michael Voss has filled that void now. They're extremely happy with the way he's going. Kenny Hinckley, before the Tasmanian game against the Hawks, was unbelievably in favour of Michael oh, Voss. He started the campaign. No, but, but, coach but, for his but it was just a, to no, get it wasn't a, on air or anything. It was a casual chat. And we're sitting there, and Vossi was there, and he goes, how he is not the number one candidate's got me. He could coach his own team. On he knew his he team. was talking to, mate. Yeah. He knew you'd talk about it. <laughs> no, but he knows I'm mates with Vossi, and I was like that. And Lynchy was there, and Rui was there, and Rui goes, oh, right, okay. But he, he seriously has really impressed me. And with the good Vossi. thing about Vossi, he's come out public and said that Made some mistakes. Yeah, he made mistakes, and I, I probably went too early. I should have done a, an apprenticeship and yep. a few a number of years before mm. jumping into the role. Bring back Hurt, I say. Yeah, Hurt. How good is he on the radio? He's outstanding. Outstanding. All right, that's all we've got time for. Thanks very much, Jay Z, BJ. Your bake was good today. I'm not sure the roast will get a run. Short next and week. sharp. All right, leave us a rating and review. Uh, five will do us. And tell your mates if you enjoy the show. Back Thursday, as always, with Jackie Wilson from Champion Data to dissect it with the five best tips of the weekend. Enjoy Friday night footy. It is Richmond and Geelong. You've been listening to Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy.